thank you for the people that you're preparing to bring here and we know that it is coming. And so we ask that you would prepare our hearts. And just prepare a way. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.
hear you let's grow deeper in you and I felt like the Lord wanted us to continue to shift from the fear that's holding us back and shift our focus so that we can move forward. And I felt like that the Lord, you know, he, he says we overcome him the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so I felt like God wanted to me to share a little bit of my story um, and then what he's shown me along the way to step out of fear and shift our focus and also like how to transform our thoughts. It's easy to read the scripture, you know, that his perfect love casts out all fear. Um, cast your fears on him. You know, we're renewed by the renewing of our minds. But how do you do that? And God has shown me through my work and also just through practice, like the hows. And so... I felt like that that's kind of where he wanted us to focus today. So there's three principles that I really believe are true. One is we go towards our focus. So wherever we focus, we're going to go. A good way to picture this is if you've ever been mountain biking or river rafting. If we focus on the rocks, what are we going to hit? The rocks. If we focus on the way that we want to go, like the gap between the rocks or the path that we want to be on, that's where we're going to go. 
So we go towards our focus. And questions trigger the mind. So if we really want to find the answer, we have to have the right questions. And the other one is the mind can't avoid a don't. That's why when you're parenting your kids, if you tell them don't run, what are they going to do? They're going to run. If you tell them don't sit, what are they going to do? They're going to sit. The mind can't avoid a don't. If we tell them to don't, don't do something, they're going to think about doing it, and that's what, exactly what they're going to do. And I think that we as the church have been way more focused on don'ts, and that's all we think about. Don't sin. Well, we're going to think about sinning way more than we're going to think about what it is that we want to be doing. And so, and I know those have been true in my life. Um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. My parents didn't know Jesus. We went to church once in a while, um, but I didn't know who Jesus was, and we would only go if my mom liked the pastor, um, and that was not often. Um, so there was never any consistency. I always believed that there was a God. It never made sense to me that there wasn't somebody creating and running things, but he was far away, and I didn't know how to be near him. And so, in my, f my family is very independent. Um, so that's a lot of how I was raised. But the biggest kind of defining moments for my family was we went on one family vacation, and I turned 10 on that family vacation. And we drove from Colorado to Pennsylvania to visit my uncle, and that's the first time I'd ever been to my aunt and uncle's house. Like, I had maybe seen them once before. Like, our family is the epitome of not a close family, right? I could count on one hand how many times I saw my aunts and uncles growing up between 0 to 18. <laughs> um, so we went to visit my aunt and uncle. I didn't know my cousins. I had three older cousins. And I turned 10 on that trip. Well, we went up to and traveled around and we went to Washington, D.C. And we went and looked at all the, the museums and stuff. Well, my dad had served in the Vietnam War. And he never talked about it. He still, to this day, very rarely talks about it. But something happened there. He wanted to go to the memorial by himself. My mom wanted to go with him. Something happened. And my family was never the same after that. And so my parents, their marriage went downhill after that trip. And my dad, you know, he said, and I don't know who he said it to, but he's like, I'm never going to do that again. That was the worst thing that we ever did. And he never did go on a family vacation with us ever again. Anywhere further than a few hours. Like out of the state, no. And so after that... Um, things in our family got really hard. And so for me, and at that point, 
was the first time that I really noticed, like, I don't know, myself other than um, my family or who I was. And, you know, the question then, like that primary question for me was, well, what's wrong with me? And that question lingered, you know, and I matured really fast. I was always, I've always been an old soul. Um, and that was true even when I was 10. You know, I would hang out with the adults rather than hang out with the kids my age. And it was hard. And so that question lingered of like, what's wrong with me that I don't fit in with, you know, kids my own age? I don't understand what they're doing. None of it makes sense. I matured really fast. So the height, weight, and shoe size that I have now, I had in the sixth grade. I was done growing by the time I was in the sixth grade. And so I grew up so fast and my dad didn't know what to do with me. He wasn't used to girls. He only had girls. I only have a, a younger sister. And he just didn't know what to do with me. So he just kind of quit interacting with me. And so, again, that question was reinforced. And then I made some rules for myself, which is typical where things are unpredictable. Like when there's substance use in the home and you don't know how the people are going to be or if there's anger and you never know what's going to set them off. Um, but these of, you know, I'm not going to feel, nobody's going to hurt me. I'm not going to trust because everything's just too unpredictable and you don't talk about it. Like, don't talk about it. So, and I got really good at those rules. Like, I mastered them. But the trouble with that is, is when we get really good at not feeling, not trusting, and not talking, then we also don't feel close to anybody and nobody knows you. Right. And you feel very alone and isolated and invisible. And I know I'm not the only one because the statistics are saying that isolation and alone and people being alone are killing people at a higher rate than heart disease and smoking. So, and it's just exponentially going up, especially after COVID. People are isolating. They're staying alone and it's killing them. It's not COVID that is killing people. It's them being alone in their thoughts and not allowing people to know them or them to be known. And so, and I didn't come to know Jesus until I went to college and I went as far away from home as I could and stay in the state. Um, <laughs> But I came to know Jesus when I was 19. It was the very first part of my second semester at college. My first semester, I thought, if I can just get away from everything, I can start over and everything will be fine. Well, I was still isolated and alone and was afraid to let anybody get to know me. But one thing that I did do was that if I was afraid of something, I would do it. I was like, I'm not going to give in to fear. I would go do stuff all by myself, not knowing nobody. Because if I was afraid of it, I'd go do it. 
Well, I went all by myself to this where it was tubing. So it was Durango, so there's tons of snow. And they were having a tubing thing where you just go down the hill on a tube in the snow. Um, it's fun. Um, and so I went, and it ended up being a Christian group that put that on. It was campus, a campus crusade. And I didn't know that at the time, and I might not have gone if I would have known it was a Christian thing at the time. Because <laughs> I didn't have a high opinion of the Christians that I had known, because it seemed really hypocritical, right? But I went, and they were really cool people. And I got invited to church. And I had been thinking about church. Um, and so I went, and it was a church like I'd never gone to before, you know, there was live music, there was life there. Um, and then um, one of the gals from that church brought me the four spiritual laws in the book of John. And for whatever reason, when I read those, like, it made all made sense. And I was like, oh, that's who Jesus is. And that's when I met Jesus. And that's when I started the journey of letting go of those rules, breaking those agreements, and refocusing and asking myself a different question. And so when we have the wrong focus, that's where the stress and the fear comes in. Because stress comes when we feel out of control, right? And stress is fear. And fear is just imagination undirected. And faith is just the flip side of fear. Because faith is imagination directed. And fear lives in the future, right? Depression lives in the past. Anxiety and fear live in the future. So if we can shift our focus to now and to what God is, has for us now, then that's where faith And that's where we can start moving forward. Because the fear and the stress is what stops us from moving forward. It's what keeps us isolated at home. It's what keeps us from having the courage to know and be known. And there's two primary fears. And those fears are we're not enough and we won't be loved. Those are the two primary fears that drive most behaviors that we see, right? Trying to prove that we're enough, so we strive and try to prove or find love in every, under every rock and every cranny. <laughs> and that's why God says, my perfect love casts out all fear. And that's why God tells us to take every thought captive because we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. So if we can change how we think, we can change who we are, 
And we change how we think by we changing where we focus and what questions that we're asking ourselves. And you, yes, yes, right, yes, we do. But one, and this is where we can get really practical, because if we think about our thoughts, like we kind of have, we're amphibians, right? We're living in a, the natural world, the world that we can see, and we are spiritual beings living in a spiritual world. And we have that spiritual antenna on us, and we're picking up on all kinds of stuff all the time. But people assume when you have this thought that comes into your mind that it has to be yours and it has to be true, which is not true. That's why God t tells us. That's why Jesus tells us to take every thought captive. And how to take it captive is to start asking questions. Because in Fr Victor Frankl's book, um, Man's Search for Meaning, he talks about the, the space between stimulus and response is where choice lives. So if we can slow it down and start asking ourselves good questions about the thoughts that we're having, then we can change our responses to things. And how we can do that is we can notice the thought. We can be curious about the thought, right? Of like, huh, I wonder where that came from, right? And then we can ask ourselves the question of, is it true? Right? Is this thought true? And the Holy Spirit will tell us yes or no. And then we can ask ourselves, how do I feel having this thought? And that question helps us to see what the fruit is. Right? If the fruit is not love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control, then it's not from the Lord. How do I feel not having the thought? If it's love, joy, then we know that that thought is not from the Lord. And then what we can do is, what's the opposite of that thought? So we get to play the opposite game. And whatever the opposite of that thought is, that is the truth. And that's what we've got to meditate on. And instead of listening to every thought and letting every thought just run around in our heads, we tell ourselves the truth. And what telling ourselves the truth is, is to say it out loud, to have it written on our mirrors, to write it out every day, to say it in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night, and to start telling ourselves the truth, because that is how we transform our minds. If you think about your brain and all those neural pathways, they're like rivers or paths. And there's some thoughts that you've been thinking that are very well-worn paths and are kind of like the Grand Canyon in regards to neural pathways in your brain because you've gotten very, very good at those thoughts and those lies that you've been telling yourself and believing that they're true. And the only way is to start building those new paths and practicing telling yourself the truth to build those new pathways 
and letting the other ones dry up. But it takes practice. We have to do it every day to transform our minds. It takes action. Faith is action. Faith is not just sitting around hoping that it will be different. Faith is I'm going to do something different every day until it becomes my new normal. So the only way to progress is to be uncomfortable and do something new long enough that it becomes our new normal. So sitting around hoping that God's just going to do it without me having to do any work is not faith. And that's not what he tells us to do. And us sitting around isolated, hoping that we just won't feel alone and letting those lies just roll around in our head and not have anybody around us, that's not God either. So we have to do it different. We have to get out of our comfort zones. And we have to practice doing things different. And I felt like that, that, that God wants us to be aware of what questions, you know, are we asking ourselves? Right? Like my primary question all throughout was, what's wrong with me? Well, that's the wrong focus, right? And so now I've shifted my question is, how can I appreciate and experience even more how deeply and fully known and loved I am? And share that love. Right? Because that's what's true. And that's where I want to focus. So my question to you today is where are you going to focus? Are you going to focus on what you don't have and hit that rock? Or are you going to focus on all that God's provided for you and be grateful? Are you going to focus on all the things that you don't have control over and try to play God? Or are you going to focus on what you do have control over, which is how I choose to act, what I choose to focus on in my thoughts, and choose to think differently and tell myself the truth? That is something I have control over. Am I going to love well today? That is what I have control over. Is that where I'm going to focus or am I going to try to control other people? No. And that's where suffering comes. Suffering comes from trying to control that which is not ours to control. Exactly. Exactly. So that... There's more to that, but I just felt like that that's kind of where God wanted me to build on what Sean shared last week on just the fear. And we've got to get out of fear. And we've got to start focusing on who God is and who we are in God. We're no longer slaves, right? We are children of God. But until we start telling ourselves the truth, and actually living in those truths, it's f for nothing. 
you open them eyes. Right. You got to start telling yourself who you are. Right. In Christ Jesus. And reminding and who yourself is. who He is. Exactly. Right. Who He is in you. Exactly. And, you know, you're talking about staying focused. I was out there on the ranch the other day. I thought this. I got one. But I thought it. I laughed after it was over because there was some rocks in the road. Well, I thought I need to get them rocks out of the road because it ain't good for them tires to be hard as a rock and run over a rock. But anyway, I picked that rock up and I thought, okay, I'm going to throw that rock over here. About that time, I looked at a cow that had come up and I come about three or four inches from hitting that cow in the head with that rock. I thought, that would have been bad. <laughs> but it's like you said, where, where is your focus? It's, it's so important to know where our focus lies and, and whom we believe, Lord, and, and whom we trust. Because he's more than able, and he does carry us through everything, every day. And it can't be focusing on what we don't want or what, who we don't want to be. It's got to be focused on who we want to be, who we are, who God is. Because if we focus on the don'ts, that's exactly where we're going to go. That is the rocks that we're going to hit. So we have to get a vision in our minds of who we are and who we want to be and ask ourselves better questions so that we can go in that direction. Ronnie, you want to pray?